Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Lee Cantor here, and I am so excited to be launching the very first customer experience radio show brought to you by our good friends at Heineken Company. Welcome, Jill Heineck. How are you? Good morning. I'm well. Exciting day. It is very exciting. You got a couple of big, big players in this industry. Mm-hmm. So tell us about what's going to happen. Well, I'm really excited to be launching the show, um, and we are really looking at the vision of this is to showcase both successful companies and professionals who are consciously focused on delivering a superior customer experience as a legit strategy and how it's impacting their overall business. We want to share this with our local community and beyond because it's increasingly how customers are buying anything these days, making it a priority for companies so that they can survive in the future. The inspiration behind the show is 20 years uh, in residential and commercial real estate here in Atlanta. And for me and my team, the first priority has always been to deliver a superior experience above all else. However, as we all know, not everyone does. And it's definitely impacted my clients in every transaction. And this fascinates me as I have matured in my space. I've become more passionate about the experience my clients are having when they are having it rather than hurrying them to the closing table. This focus has made a huge difference in my business, making it more sustainable and much more enjoyable. So I'm really excited to have Mike Wittenstein here as my first guest today. Mike and I met years ago through the National Speakers Association here in Atlanta, and I've been following him in the CX space. He's the founder of Story Miners, a strategic storytelling and experience design partner to small and mid-cap service businesses. Story Miners helps its clients earn higher returns and better engage their customer and employees. I'm also excited to welcome Mike's client, Alan Jones, CEO of the recently revived Atlanta brand Hi-Fi Buys. Alan worked hard for 20 years building a loyal relationship-based audio business as Audio Alternative. With the Hi-Fi Buys brand, he wants to be able to reach the masses of music lovers throughout the Southeast and give them an experience that they can tell their friends about. And it's perfect for our kickoff show. <laughs> so welcome, guys. Thank you. Uh, so, Mike, we're going to establish some groundwork first. So um, we want to define customer service. And so I thought it would be fun to start with Wikipedia's definition of a customer service. <laughs> or, excuse me, customer experience. It, Wikipedia says, the customer experience as the product of an interaction between an organization and a customer over the duration of their relationship. A good customer experience means that the individual's experience during all points of contact matches the individual's expectations. That sounds like a formula. <laughs> <laughs> so I do think that that's where the rubber meets the road with the expectations matching the experience. So how do you respond to that? I'm going to jump in on two things. First of all, you said customer service. And I know. That's what most people think of. But the customer service department is where the problem customers go, isn't it? <laughs> I can't help you out here at the register, but you can go to customer service and take that out. Exactly. That means the business isn't designed to really serve customers' expectations. They have to work around it. Right. Which isn't so good. And that definition is okay. There are a lot of good definitions out there. The one that I came up with about 15 years ago was customer experience is everything your brand does for your customers minus everything your business does to them. 
and how that makes them feel. Without the emotional component, it's not an experience. It's just a service. Right. Absolutely. And so how would you go a little bit further regarding expectation? You know, a lot of people talk about customer satisfaction, Mm -hmm. and they think that's the goal. But I wish you could all listening right now could see me because I'm crouched on the floor and I'm holding my (laughs) hand right above the floor because satisfaction is the very least that customers will tolerate before they flee your business. What you need to do is find out a way to engage, enlighten, enliven, excite, do something for them that's not always beyond their expectations, but that's something that makes your business unique. Whatever it is that people love about you should be what they love about you, not just something they love. Exactly. And so... How are we doing that at Hi-Fi Buys, Alan? Uh, I would say the one thing that uh, I had a conversation with Mike about five and a half, six years ago, and it's something that really stuck in my head, and it was if you can give your customers an experience that they will tell someone else about, that that's how you really get them engaged. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, how we do that is from even while we're in outreach to the customer as well as when they come in the door, how they actually get treated in every single step of the way. In other words, let's don't talk about what they're there for. Let's just have a great experience with them, share some music with them, have them share some music with you, and be able to, to really engage with them in a way that they don't expect. And I think that's what makes people respond, come back, and engage. Right. So that brings us back to kind of exceeding expectations, and that's where the experience really shines. Um, so can you walk us through um, an experience I would have at Hi-Fi Buys? <laughs> yes, but it's more difficult without you there. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> I think uh, uh, Mike has shared this experience and even brought some friends back to share it. But, I, you know, when you, when you come in the door, you will be welcomed, easily, uh, friendly, uh, approached, um, and, and said welcome. Uh, and to give them a tour of the store, to be able to show them. uh, We have a little museum in the store uh, that actually shows stuff from about the 1920s to present, even some of my own personal things, like my first CD player I bought in 83. um, (laughs) I remember those. (laughs) Even now it seems weird to show it to people. uh, And we've got an old JBL uh, uh, speaker in there, uh, Metrogon from the 50s, and a whole bunch of other things that I've owned, some Macintosh stuff and that kind of thing as well. But I think the thing that I uh, love the most out of that is we come into a store with certain expectations. What we want to do is to a degree is break down those expectations and show them that there's something much greater and bigger here than they even realize. Mm -hmm. And by giving a nice warm greeting, doing a tour, showing them through a museum, helping them realize that we're more than just trying to just, I guess, put something in their trunk. Mm -hmm. And, um, so through that, and then we get into some of the rooms with, uh, where we're able to share music. And I think, we do music in such a way that is so great that almost no one ever expects. Mm-hmm. And so when you actually come into the store and you actually have that experience and you get to hear music in that way, uh, which is what happened to me 35 years ago, and I wound up working for the store two days later, and then, well, here I am. So, <laughs> yes, it had an effect on me. Um, but uh, I think that the biggest thing is to, to um, you know, give that entire experience so that when they leave, you know, we ask people a lot of times, if you've had a great experience, would you mind, you know, putting something out there, you know, public or whatever about your experience? And you can see from the reviews and things that we have all the way across the board that uh, we do a really nice job with that. And how has things been, how are, has the store been in Buckhead for you in terms of um, making any changes in your customer experience strategy? 
Um, well, yes. I think one of the things that I've looked at more than uh, uh, most things is that the, the I, <laughs> I'm going to back up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that. Um, you know, our customer clientele has changed a little bit. Um, when we were out in Lilburn uh, as Audio Alternative, I think one of the things that happened, people would drive to Lilburn, and it wasn't, even though we were a destination, it wasn't that great of a destination. There wasn't a lot of else to do, and people would say, hey, buddy, why don't you come with me and let's go to Audio Alternative and shop for some stereo, and we'll go have a beer somewhere. But there wasn't anywhere to have a beer. So what you end up finding <laughs> is within Buckhead, what was great is the destination's greater. So, yes, it has affected the traffic much greater. Uh, we have a lot of people that will come down just to kind of entertain themselves, which mm-hmm. is great for us. Uh, I could not tell you how many folks come in and spend two to five hours in our store and have no idea they've spent that time <laughs> until it's, they look at their you know watch. But, um, yeah, I think it's uh, it's been a great thing. Excellent. Excellent. So I, I um, so if I'm walking into Hi-Fi Buys and I get my first thing is, you know, I'm getting being greeted. What's the next step? So I'm looking for a surround sound system for my my home theater. Mm-hmm. What's the next step? I think one of the things that we do is we try and sit down and have a, a fairly relaxed conversation with you and uh, find out, you know, what is it you really like? Because a lot of times what we find is that what, what the world is telling you you want and what you actually want are two different things. Mm-hmm. And so we tend to kind of put what the world wants us to have in our own head and, and say that. Mm-hmm. And that is a true about 20% of the time. Um, we find most people really uh, move towards music. Um, and we also find that there are greater differences to be able to found in products in music. And a lot of people are um, kind of slated to the degree that these products are made for home theater and these products are made for stereo. Well, I have a real simple answer to that, and that is that a speaker doesn't know what it's playing. <laughs> it's either reproducing sound properly or it's not. <laughs> so I think the thing that ends up happening is that, um, you know, when we can sit down and listen to some music, it relaxes them a bit, allows them to kind of start to, okay, maybe I don't want exactly what I was thinking and I need to maybe go to a different thought in this. And a lot of times we have folks that will come in and they will have something very much in mind as to what they want. They also will uh, uh, take a day or two after their visit to come back and kind of say something differently about what they want. And I think that's really what we're trying to get to. Because you're helping them see what it is they want by experiencing Yes, and I think, you know, it's a lot of, and and we get asked a lot about, like, return policies. And the thing that ends up happening is, like, a return policy is there if you don't do your job. Right. Because in reality, if we fill a need, then you're actually doing your job properly, and therefore there's no need for that type of a policy. Yes. Does that make sense? sense? Absolutely. Um, It's one of the hardest things we have. Folks ask us, what's your return policy? And we say, we don't have one. And they kind of step back. and (laughs) That is interesting, particularly in in the electronic space. Yes. I mean, listen, we take returns. I'm not Mm -hmm. trying to say that we don't, but I just, the the idea is to, to try and help them understand why the return policy is there and why it's there for the big stores, because there's just not as much help and not as much reason in what they're trying to go after. Right. So, Mike, will you talk a little bit about your experience when you went into Hi-Fi Buys? Because you raved about it to me. Oh, it's it's incredible. (laughs) You the man, Mike. You the man. Well, the thing that the the store and all of its personnel do very naturally is they don't sell stuff. It's not about the box that you put in the trunk. They are very good at helping you buy. So when you start talking to Alan or any one of his team, they engage you on music. What do you love? When did you fall in love with that music? What is it that, how do you want to feel? How do you want to use music in your life? Those are the kinds of questions that they're asking. Try to get a beat on how music 
fits into your life and what kind of experience you want to have and that you want to share with others. They don't talk about it in experience terms. It's just a natural conversation, like talking to Alan. But the thing for me that made all the difference was Alan taught me how to hear. I didn't know I was capable of hearing things at such high resolution. I've never had that kind of experience before. He actually listens to me now, too. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good my. thing. <laughs> yeah. So when I, he, Alan told me to sit down, I was in this nice big room with a comfy sofa. He said, no, here, sit in the middle of the sofa. Now look this way. Just like, kind of like look at these big speaker things and close your eyes. And he played this music. I don't even remember what the music was, but I do remember that I could tell where the fingers on the bass player were and where the vocals were coming from within an inch. I knew exactly wow. where that, it was almost like the sound was in me mm-hmm. and I'd never had that kind of experience. Then he explained this amplifier, that speaker, this special rack, these special cables and things like that. There's a real science and an art to it, but it all starts with how you feel. Exactly. Exactly. What else can we talk about with this experience that you have had and that ties in with, you know, today with your customers walking out of the Buckhead store, what are they writing online about their experience as it ties into this? I think that, um, you know, it always comes up that music first. Um, I think it also uh, talks about the people in in the, I guess, just, um, you know, David, uh, Chris, uh, Mike, uh, gosh, Tom, all these guys work extraordinarily hard at the store to make sure that when people walk in that there is care shown towards them. And I think one of the biggest things that happens is that, um, like Mike said, it's, you know, you start off with the music, you get into other things as you kind of relax the customer. I think it's all really about, you know, kind of the total Hi-Fi Buys experience. And, um, you know, that is uh, actually written down on several pages in a lot of different ways. <laughs> um, but the thing that ends up happening is that is that we all love music and we're all passionate. Our culture is basically a, to be a performance-oriented, fun, and easy place to work with. Mm-hmm. And you end up finding that, um, you know, performance is one of those things that's kind of lost out there a little bit in the commodities world today. And uh I think most definitely what I see is uh, in a lot of automation, which is kind of the big thing in home building today. What I see is an awful lot of products that are automated, but don't really have any performance. Mm -hmm. So we've spent a lot of dollars to operate products that don't perform. Mm -hmm. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. And um, I've even gone to the, you know, to the street of dreams and that kind of thing where they have these amazing rooms. And then you see this $1,100 receiver and these kind of clumsy little speakers and they make surround sound. But what did, you know, what do we really get from that? And I think the idea is that I have always um, worked from a thing that I call brain pressure. And I explained this to Mike at one point. And um, we have all been in a room where we go, oh, my gosh, if you don't turn that down so I can think. Mm-hmm. Um, it just drives you nuts and you end up finding that fidelity is something that actually brings the brain pressure down so that you can actually have a fullness and a richness and it can actually make a room or a home feel better. 
Mm-hmm. And that is about the experience. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, our tagline at High Five Buys is get the experience. And mm-hmm. uh, we very much believe it. We know that we have the experience from our end to be able to take care of folks. And, you know, we're very confident of that. And I think we lead ourselves from that place. Hey, Alan, tell them about the new headphone experience that you're working on. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm terribly excited about it. It's been a little more trouble than I thought it would be and taking a little longer than I thought it would. But that's uh, the case with just about anything I do. So uh, <laughs> it is. Uh, we are really excited about being able to... Um, we have not found any place in town that has enough headphones, headphone amplifiers, DACs, those kind of things. In other words, um, I'm wearing a set of headphones right now. Uh, a lot of people that wear headphones own four or five pairs of them. Uh, we find that uh, most of them are streaming. They're streaming compressed music. They're doing it without amps, without DACs. They're doing it straight out of their phone. We find that about 80% of them are not doing it properly. And so with a little bit of education and quite honestly, uh, the idea of, wow, this is how headphones can sound. Um, I think people would do things in a very different way. And then we're real, real, real excited about it. We uh, unfortunately have a little table out there with about eight sets of headphones right now, but we're going to be at about 20 sets of headphones once we have the, uh, the headphone bar made. And um, that'll be a really, really, really neat deal. And we'll be the only place in town and as far as I know, anywhere in the southeast that actually has the quality and demonstrable uh, ability of all the headphones and amps and DACs and that kind of thing. Yeah, from an experience perspective, one of the things I like about the design that we're working on for that headphone experience is that anybody can walk into the store and learn about sound, learn about music, and yep. feel the difference. Because it only takes seconds to switch one pair of headphones right. for another, and you can listen to the same music and hear the difference for yourself. And it's not the same for every person because our senses are ours. Mm-hmm. They're, they're nobody else's and we all process things a little differently mm-hmm. and we all have preferences. So at this headphone bar going left to right, up to down, you can kind of see what's the best match between the kind of sound I like, the kind of music I like to play, the experience I want to have and the money I want to spend. And by the way, Alan, what is a deck? That's a question I get asked a lot. It is a digital to analog converter. So if you take anything that you listen to is listen to an analog and anything that is delivered from the Internet comes from your phone is on a disc or anything along that lines is digital. Mm -hmm. So somehow it has to get from digital to analog. So that is called a digital to analog converter. And what does that look like? Um, wow. <laughs> it's one of those tiny little pieces inside this phone. Okay. Um, so your phone has one. Uh, you end up finding uh, your car has one. Your uh, TV has one mm-hmm. uh, because you get uh, digital content from the, uh, you know, Comcast or whatever. Or, right. Uh, I shouldn't. I guess be naming other names, but uh, sorry. <laughs> Do I have to pay the kitty there? Um, but uh, what you end up finding is that, uh, you know, everything that just about everything today is delivered digitally. And whether it's video or audio and that kind of thing, we have to actually convert it so that we can hear it and see it. Um, one of the biggest things that I, uh, you know, they, they make a monster difference. We have them in the store literally from $99 to somewhere over 40000 mm-hmm. And um, you end up finding that the difference between one and the other is night and day. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you would even have any difficulty in hearing that difference. Um, even from $99 to $400 to $1,000, you would hear each of those steps very easily, and we're happy to be able to do that. That's one of the nice things about it is we can demonstrate what we say, not just say it. Excellent. This stuff doesn't just come in a box, which is really cool. It's all on display. You get to try it Well, I think that's huge. I mean, I'm not going to walk into another. uh, Typically, when I walk into another electronics store, I'm not being greeted. If I am there and four aisles away yelling, 
welcome to blah, whatever. <laughs> hey, yo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then after I'm wandering the aisle for 10 minutes, somebody might say, you're finding everything you need. And I also think that is probably could be asked in a different way. <laughs> yeah, even because, at the grocery store, they ask me when I'm at checkout, yeah. you know, is everything, did you get everything you need? And there are like 10 people behind me. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah I did. I'm a, it's a little late <laughs> to be asking no me that. <laughs> <laughs> so that, I think, you know, plays into going into stores like this with people like me don't know one from the other. I would want to be able to go in and say, okay, I really don't know what I want. Tell me, you know, here's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is my listening level. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where can you take me? So, Mike, I kind of wanted you to talk a little bit about where you're taking the design of the experience of Hi-Fi Bias with Alan and what you're seeing as you're getting through that process. Sure. Thanks for asking that question. In a new location in Buckhead, Alan has access to a very different kind of clientele. Some of them are more healed, more well healed, so to speak. Others are professional. There's a lot of transient destination business, you know, bars and restaurants and those kinds of things. So we need to engineer the store to work both for the people who just pop in casually, as well as for those that we're going after, because we want to sell four five, seven, eight pieces of equipment or have them as clients for years. Some of Alan's clients have been with him for more than a decade Mm -hmm. and they really count on him for lots of different things. So we're working with um, public relations right now. We're really pushing on the social media, upgrading the website, changing the experience in the store so that anyone can deliver the experience that Alan delivers. Now, nobody's going to do it as well as Alan because he's got all this experience, (laughs) but you should be able to walk in any time of day and get the Hi-Fi Buys experience, which will help you. It will surprise you. You talked about going beyond expectations. Let's talk about... Mm -hmm. um, experience design. Most people think that exceeding expectations is a good idea. That's a loser strategy. Because if you keep going beyond customers' expectations, you're going to run out of money. Mm -hmm. You can't do it. Mm -hmm. How does Disney do it? They change little details Mm -hmm. in the park, in the movies, in the lead up, in the wristbands that you wear to get in on the rides faster and things like that. So at Hi-Fi Buys, the notion is to surprise people with what they've already got between their ears. You can hear better. You can enjoy more. That's the big ta-da. And putting that in the format of an experience that people can have, whether they've got five minutes or five hours, is cool. So we'll be adding scheduling. We'll be adding lots of other little details in terms of the way the store is laid out to make it easier to shop, um, make it easier to teach, and make it easier to enjoy, including lots of after-hours events. I was just going to ask you about that. So when your headphone bar is ready to roll and when you roll it out, will you be doing kind of like a a launch party and inviting past customers and the general public to come hang out and listen? Will you have guests, like pop-in surprise guests? (laughs) (laughs) We uh, have several events throughout the year, and I think one of the things that uh, we do so very well is having events from manufacturers in and that kind of thing as well. Um, We have had some very special guests come in and that kind of thing. Uh, Actually, Jewel came in, and uh, I got to play music with her for uh, about an hour one time, and that was really awesome. Yeah, she was extremely sweet. I think one of the things with the headphones is is when we do events, we need to plan for them up front so that we can make sure that we have a proper turnout and also do a great job with it. Okay, and I think um, and I think one of the biggest things that uh, uh, 
on the headphones is it will be a surprise to everyone and our ability to uh, to kind of reach them and the amount of people that we can actually do at one time. We've actually, when we um, kind of set up the table and just put eight headphones out, it's amazing the conversations that we've already had with people and their interest in it. And, uh, and I think the experience that they'll end up getting, because uh, we'll be going from something from about $99 in a pair of headphones all the way to about $4,000 in a pair of headphones. And some of the DACs and the headphone amps will be in the... Uh, could be in from the about a $200 area to about 14,000 and you'll be amazed at the difference and again what each of those products can provide and um, you know headphones are very personal so mm -hmm. we're even going to have a couple of mirrors so that when you put on a pair of headphones you can uh, actually see what you look like with them on hopefully you're looking cool yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that, that is the hope yes now, now Mike can you share a little bit and Alan uh, maybe you talk about this as well um, at the beginning of this and you're going to have this store what were those conversations when you were kind of creating this in your mind of what you would like it to be um, just so that our listeners who are out there and thinking about doing this themselves or ha launching something you know so what were some of the um, you know in your head I would love it to be this and then it ended up being you know something yeah. maybe different you iterated and and then once you had it out there then I'm sure you iterated again right well, I think, uh, you know, when I look at, you know, whether it be the headphone thing or the store design itself, uh, one of the things you mentioned was aisles when you were out shopping. And um, we don't really have aisles in the store, and it was done intentionally that way. And I think, you know, with the headphone experience, it was... Um, you know, we, we, we sit back and try and think about all the people that we know that own headphones, ask them questions, trying to determine what it is that they want, uh, what would they like to see. Um, we have, uh, gosh, I couldn't tell you how many, you know, thousands of customers that actually own headphones. So there's a huge pool of people for us to be able to kind of garner that information from. Uh, and obviously, I uh, gather that information, talk to Mike, uh, write as much of it as I possibly can down. Um, then we started the design of the actual headphone bar and how we wanted it to look, uh, how we didn't want it to look like a mess uh, because headphones, a whole bunch of them can really get mm -hmm. quite uh, crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so we, we've got a design to where it should be able to be a nice, clean, neat look. Um, you know, again, it, 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 you know, we'll probably take one last morph after we get it in and to, you know, kind of finalize any of the little things that we have in it. But, uh, you know, we want to be able to go from one place to the next, to the next, to the next, and allow people to go from one experience to another experience to another experience so that they can actually see, okay, this is what's capable, mm -hmm. okay, without me having to constantly guide them through that experience as well. Right. Like there's a saying, um, even if you're not branding, you're branding, right? So it's the same with customer experience. Even if you're not trying to, mm -hmm. to be mindful about customer experience, the customers are still having an experience, right? Everybody mm -hmm. has one. It's a question of whether you take ownership of it or right. not. You can use it for your and your customer's advantage. I want to take that question back in time years ago when I first met Alan. He'd already been in business for a long time. But I remember that very first tour, I had to like step over boxes and move around <laughs> things and go into cubby holes in this old building. It was an amazing place. <laughs> <laughs> amazing a euphemism. <laughs> but that so was anyway, the experience. That, that was the yeah. experience. But, but what, what shines so much was Alan's ability to help me understand how to appreciate sound and music more. And his un... He, he did not... Um, he did not grate against me in any way as a sales guy. He wasn't selling. He was helping. He was teaching. So he brought that into the new store and the entire design. There's not one aisle... 
there's no rack of merchandise other than a few albums and some cables. Everything else is experiential. All the stuff is put into place and it's organized by different systems. And you can tell this system goes in a living room. This one is for your theater. This one is for your surround sound. So it's easy to kind of read the store. But what he enjoys the most is watching the lights go on in his customers. Mm -hmm. He loves it when they go, oh, wow. That's how he measures his day. How many oh, wows did you get? <laughs> it's more than the cash register. It's the, the accolades on the music and the equipment and the service. So he basically just took away all the bad things. And what was left was a kind of circular tour that you go through in the store. You first, you get a warm greeting. Mm -hmm. The head bar, the headphone experience is designed to find the connoisseurs and the mm -hmm. consumers and the in-betweens. You get a chance to get a taste of what better sound is like there. Then, depending on what your interests are, you can go to any one of how many different destinations? Four or five? There's actually about seven in there. Seven yeah. complete setups where the room and all the equipment inside is optimized for the human ear. And but but at the those. beginning of this, you kind of develop personas. Like, these are our typical... Um, people who appreciate music this way these are who would appreciate what we have here did you do it like was it that kind of clinical no. or is it more organic that you're serving anybody that comes in i think it's much more organic than that and i wanted to just kind of correct something we we have about 23 systems set up for people to be able to listen to so in a couple of those rooms we'll have two or three different systems and that kind of thing but um to get back to your uh question it was it if you start going out trying to qualify somebody in the beginning in any way, form, or shape, you are totally losing it. Um, that is not the experience anybody wants. It's not the place anybody wants to have a relationship with that is just not allowed in our store. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we are there to help guide people to find a better place with their music or their movies or their TV or whatever it is that they're after. And the idea is if we can talk, again, about anything that is not what they're there for, Okay, that's how you build a relationship. It's been that way since the dawn of time. It's no different now. And why in the world more companies are not focusing in this direction is kind of beyond me. I think one of the things Mike has really helped me realize is that it's not products. It's even though we have to have an exceptional mm -hmm. ability with products, we have to have an exceptional ability to work with them. What we really need, though, is an exceptional relationship with everybody that walks in our door. Mm -hmm. And that's what we try and make sure that we focus on and create. Because not everybody's walking in to be a customer. It is our job to create a customer. Right. So let's go back and talk about this and how you're working with your team on how and helping them to help the customer experience as they go. So what are you doing? What are the special things that you're doing with your team? Because there, you know, there's only one of Alan. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, right. I, I think they would probably go along with that thought too. Um, they might even be happy with that. Idea. <laughs> yeah, they probably are as they're listening, they're laughing as we speak. Um, one of the things that I would uh, say is culture is everything. Mm -hmm. And um, there is, I, any time that I have anybody talk about, you know, well, you know, I don't want to do this or whatever today, I just tell them and remind them, look where you get to work. This is as nice of a place and as unrestrictive. And I don't think you'll ever have a boss that will not micromanage you in any way because I don't. And I think one of the things that I try and instill in them is that if it is your money and your thought, if you would do it, do it. If you don't, don't. 
Um, one of the big requirements of anybody working in my store is you must be passionate um, about something. Um, I have a gentleman in the store that doesn't really care about music, but yet he's passionate about networking and those kinds of things. Uh, another one's very passionate about making sure that everything's very correct. Um, another one's very passionate about really just kind of being funny. And I think it's, uh, so there's, there's a lot of, um, uh, ways for that to instill in the business, but without passion, I, I don't know how you, you really do it. So I think the biggest part of our culture, um, and I can't say the word, but you have to give a, Mm-hmm. And uh, because we, we came up with about 10 or 12 different things that said all that very same thing. So if you really don't care, I don't want you around. And if you aren't passionate about something within our industry, I don't really want you around either. Right. So it's one of those things to where because you are those things, you can easily work within our environment and easily get along with everybody else there because we all have that same character. I love it. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, that's the way that people are going to connect as long as your staff feels and your team feels that they can be who they are. Mm -hmm. They can then deliver that experience to the customer and the customer doesn't feel like it's a hard sell or they have to meet a quota or they all have to love the same thing in order to work in your store. And it's felt by the customer Mm -hmm. in those cases. They're also not on commission. So everybody that's in the store is there to, you know, help in the way that they should. Um, I laugh sometimes at people and tell them I'm the only one on commission because I own the place, but, uh, (laughs) 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 but I, I've, I've never, I've, you know, money has never been my interest uh, in life and, uh, and won't be in the future. It's a, it's a necessary, thing in in life, but it's not my focus. Um, You know, our focus is really on the relationships. And I know that at the end of our lives, the only thing we really care about is relationships. Absolutely. And so when we're talking about customer experience, let's jump back real quick to what we touched on earlier with uh, customer service. And so being in the products industry, you know, where, where is that line for you? you know, um, between customer experience and customer service. And maybe in some companies there may be, you know, customer no service (laughs) or um, we don't want to call that service, customer service ever. It just depends on the company. So where do you draw that line in your company? We, um, you know, we we don't really have a customer service department. Um, I think, you know, our, our, our mantra basically is we will do what is reasonable. Um, and that means that if anything comes up that is reasonable to do, we'll do it. And so are our manufacturers because it is a requirement of ours of anything that we, any product that we carry, any manufacturer that we work with, for them to be reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, so you end up finding that uh, we don't have a lot of issues and we don't have a lot of problems. And a lot of that is done through um, what I'd call very good vision with manufacturers and products and things along that lines to say we never have a problem is, you know, ridiculous. Um, of course we do. But that's uh, huge because I also think you're talking about your customer experience with your vendors, mm-hmm. right? So they're bringing, just as important. They're just bringing that to you. So. Yeah, I, would, I would call that above and below the line mm-hmm. to the customers. There's no difference between experience and service at Hi-Fi Buys above the line. Below the line, Alan takes care of it. The Mm. team takes care of it. You don't see any of that. It's like a duck in the water. They look really calm on top, and they're paddling (laughs) really hard under the water. That's a great vision right there. Wow. <laughs> Got it. Is that what you're doing underwater? Yeah. <laughs> under we'll the see table? My feet under the table over here. <laughs> oh, my. 
Well, this has been a fantastic conversation. I really appreciate you both coming in today. Um, I didn't know if there was any last things, Mike or Alan, that you'd like to add that I feel like, or Lee, do you have any questions? Yeah, well, I'd like, um, um, Mike, I'd like you to add some pieces of advice for a company out there. Maybe they are new and then they want to launch and they want to do this right, or they're maybe struggling or have plateaued and they want to up their game. Okay. Um, the, the, the best advice is the oldest advice, which is to get out there and see what your customer sees. You've got to walk the store, walk around in the warehouse, talk to the employees that your customer sees, call into the call center, buy something online, see if you can return it in the store. If it's retail, if it's a hospital, you can't check yourself in, but you can still check the hospital out. Mm -hmm. So see the world from your customer's perspective and keep your mind open. You've got to be listening all the time for customers unmet needs, because that's where Mm -hmm. you can use experience to define something new in the marketplace that draws attention and draws new business. The next thing is you can't be afraid to experiment. When you're doing experience by design, you're the one driving the stake in the ground and saying, we're going to try this and see how people respond. So don't be afraid to kill an experiment or or to expand one. So the bottom line is listen, and the other part of it is do something. Take action. Yeah, if you're not doing anything, nothing works. Mm -hmm. And like Alan's store, I mean, they're already on the third version, if you will, of their brand new store and bucket. It's only three years old, but it's an evolution. It's not a thing. It's not Mm -hmm. a decision. And it's fluid, right? It's always going to be evolving. Mm -hmm. Because customers' needs are evolving. Competitors change how they work. And most brands, this is what's so hard in business these days. You go to one store or one business and you love the way they do something, you expect every other brand that serves you to do it as well. The baseline for everyone's constantly going up. Yeah, and you think about how fast the world is evolving. And Mm -hmm. if you don't evolve with it, you're... You're out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dead in the water. Quickly. Absolutely. So, Mike, if somebody wants to learn more, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Call me. No, man. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> I recommend it. <laughs> what's your home address? I'll just drop yeah. by. See how good that customer experience is. Yeah, blood type and credit card numbers. Right. Yeah. Uh, please, please look us up on the website at storyminers.com, S-T-O-R-Y-M-I-N-E-R-S. You will find the telephone number there. I do answer the phone. And then, Alan, if somebody wanted to go and check out the store? Uh, shall we say it's HiFiBuys.com, but uh, we would love to have you visit. Uh, get an amazing experience in the store. We promise that uh, no matter what you expect, we will exceed those expectations by all means. Uh, our experience is, is really, really one of a kind. And uh, I also want to give a shout out to Mike at Story Miners, and uh, I could not recommend him enough. Uh, he's a very quick moving <laughs> effective uh mentor um you know gosh I, I just can't imagine the 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 places that i would not be today had it not been for him coming into my life several years ago so anyway thank you oh Mike. thank you that was very nice well tell tell us exactly where the story is at oh my apologies <laughs> 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 sometimes my mind does not exactly stay I in a straight you. line uh, I hear you. all right we are at uh, in buckhead uh, at the corner of peachtree and grandview 3157 peachtree road and um, shall we say come come in enjoy yourselves uh, we'd love to have you 
And, and Jill, thanks for having this show. I think it's yes. so cool that you're doing this because any business can be better with a better experience. And you're applying that in the real estate business. I'm loving it. This has been a fantastic conversation. And then uh, going forward, we're going to be having more people who are kind of practicing what they preach in terms of customer experience. Mm-hmm. And then if any of the listeners know any guests that Jill should be interviewing that's not on her radar as of yet, please send them her way. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much for being part of the show, everybody. This is Lee Cantor for Jill Heineck. We will see you all next time on Customer Experience Radio. 